Do you desire to pray more for your spouse? Do you desire to pray more with your spouse? We understand that you may not know where to start, or maybe you feel uncomfortable praying, or maybe you don't know what to pray, or maybe you simply want to add something more to your current prayer life. This is why we wrote The Marriage Gift, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. We desire that it would be used as a daily reminder and catalyst for you and your spouse to grow a dynamic and consistent prayer life together. This book is a compilation of 365 unique and powerful prayers that cover a range of diverse topics that every marriage deals with. You can read it alone, or ideally, you read it with your spouse. Also, we hope that the topics that are brought up in these prayers would become a starting point for deeper and more intimate conversations with your spouse and a desire to seek God on these matters together. Visit themarriagegift.com today and order your copy and give your marriage the greatest gift, powerful and meaningful prayer. Visit themarriagegift.com today. Hey, we're Aaron and Jennifer Smith with Marriage After God. Helping you cultivate an extraordinary marriage. And today we're going to talk about how being faithful in the little things will prepare us for the big things. Welcome to the Marriage After God podcast, where we believe that marriage was meant for more than just happily ever after. I'm Jennifer, also known as Unveiled Wife. And I'm Aaron, also known as Husband Revolution. We have been married for over a decade. And so far, we have four young children. We have been doing marriage ministry online for over seven years through blogging and social media. With the desire to inspire couples to keep God at the center of their marriage, encouraging them to walk in faith every day. We believe the Christian marriage should be an extraordinary one, full of life, love, and power that can only be found by chasing after God. Together. Thank you for joining us in this journey as we chase boldly after God's will for our life together. This is Marriage After God. Thank you guys so much for joining us on today's episode. We just want to take a minute to just encourage you to leave a star rating review. This just helps other uh, listeners find our podcast and um, we're just eager to get this message out. So please um, take a minute just to leave that star rating. And also if you have time and some extra love, you can leave a written review. That also just really encourages our hearts, lets people know what this podcast is about. And again, just spreads that, that love out into the internet. Also, if you've been really loving the podcast and the content, uh, one way you can support this podcast is by purchasing one of our books. You know, my wife and I, we've written uh, 11 books now, going on 12. Our 12th one comes out next year in June. And you can just head over to shop.marriageaftergod.com and pick up our prayer books, our 30-day marriage devotionals. Uh, you can get look at all the products we have. And we even have prayer books for children, too. You pray for your son, pray for your daughter. They've been a really popular book. So if you want to support our podcast, please uh, consider going over to shop.marriageaftergod.com when you're done with this podcast. Okay, so we are going to start off with an icebreaker. We did this last week. It was fun. Um, so Aaron, I'm going to ask you the first question and then um, I guess we'll just tag team it and then I can answer after mm -hmm. you. So it is, what is one habit that you would like to create in your life right now? Hmm. I would like to get better at reading the Bible more consistently. I'm just going to be honest. Okay. Um, I used to be have it at a specific time every day, and I've just kind of gotten out, out of sync with that. So I, I'd like to get into a better habit of digging into the Word of God. Okay. And um, I would answer that by just saying working out. I feel like after I had Truett, I had, you know, you wait that kind of postpartum period, um, six weeks or so out. And then I started feeling really good and I added in one day a week and now I'm looking for more. So just finding a consistent schedule for that would be really 
Awesome. That's a good habit. Yeah. Well, you encourage me. Thank you. We're going to share a little bit about that later, but yeah, you've been in a good <laughs> habit of that. <laughs> okay. So before we move on to the main topic, I just want to read a quote from a book I'm reading right now called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. Habits are powerful, but delicate. They can emerge outside our consciousness or can be deliberately designed. They often occur without our permission, but can be reshaped by fiddling with their parts. They shape our lives far more than we realize. They are so strong, in fact, that they cause our brains to cling to them at the exclusion of all else, including common sense. Mm, that's good. Yeah, really powerful quote. Uh, the whole book just being about habits and how we form them and how we can change them. Uh, it's a really good book. Yeah, I wonder if anyone else listening, um, as you read that quote, can already just think about a handful of habits in their own lives that do this very thing. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, most of our habits we we form without even thinking about them. It's not mm -hmm. like we try to form the habit. We just, they form out of our everyday uh, rituals and routines choices. and choices. Yeah. So it's kind of, it, it leads into what we're going to be talking about today a little bit. We're not going to be talking about just habits, but... Um, a little bit bigger of a concept yeah. of being faithful in the little things. Yeah. And why? why? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so why don't we start off with the conversation that we had in the car the other day, um, which led us to wanting to talk about this. So yeah, we were driving in the car and you brought up um, that morning's workout and you just wanted to share about it with me and how excited you were about something specific that you accomplished. Yeah, I I was really proud of myself, actually, because I learned that I had a skill I didn't know I had. <laughs> the workout involved rope climbing, uh, which we don't do very often. We do them maybe once every other month. And this workout had two rope climbs every, you know, so many uh, movements. And before the workout started, we were just getting ready, warming up. And I, I thought, hey, I'm going to just, you know, try a rope climb real quick, see how it feels because I haven't done it in a while. And I did a rope climb without my legs. So they call it a legless rope climb. Sounds torturous. <laughs> yeah. And, I, but I was really surprised at myself because I've never been able to do a legless rope climb. Hmm. Uh, and so I was sharing with you, I was like, babe, I, I did all these ro legless rope climbs today. I didn't use my legs at all. I just used my arms to go up and down. And, mm -hmm. and um, I just mentioned how I feel like that, like there's so much of it that's mental. Yeah. Cause it is, cause I didn't even know I could do it. Mm -hmm. And I was telling you, I was like, yeah, it's amazing how much all of the stuff we do is, is mental because I may be able to do it physically, but I may not be able to do it mentally. Mm -hmm. uh, there's many times I have to force myself to keep going. Uh, with, with this workout specifically, I told myself, I was like, I, I was able to do a, a legless rope climb. I'm just going to do the whole workout doing only legless rope climbs, which meant I had to slow down. I, I couldn't do as many rounds as everyone else did, but I was able to accomplish my, my little goal. And I was super proud of myself. <laughs> it was a really you good feeling. should be. That's awesome. Uh, I, I didn't realize I could do it. And we started talking about how not only is it a balance of mental and physical, but it's something that the, all these, these things that people learn when you see people are like, oh, I can't believe they can do that. They didn't just start doing it. Uh, at our, you know, at the CrossFit gym that we do, that I go to, there's a progression to things. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't just start doing legless rope climbs. I could could not even do it. I wasn't strong enough, nor did I know how to. Uh, so we, you know, this this term called scaling. So we scale down the workout to what we can do. So even though you know I can't do what the main workout is, I could still do the workout at a different level. It seems like that's the key is scaling. Well, it is the only way to do it because you can't just come in and expect someone to do you know this part of the workout if they've never done it before. Mm -hmm. 
you know, some people might be strong like that, but usually you just can't. Mm -hmm. And so we were just discussing how, you know, it starts off really small, you know, like, uh, for the rope climb specifically, one of the ways you can scale that down is instead of climbing the rope, you just lay on the floor and you pull yourself up the rope. Which when I tried CrossFit, I had to do that and it was not easy. Yeah, still, that's even, even still really hard. Yeah. yeah. So you're just laying on the floor. And you have you, to start somewhere. <laughs> and you and you pull, you walk your arms up the rope and you just pull yourself until you're standing up. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the first steps of learning how to climb a rope. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other, you know, other ways to do it where they bring the rope real low. So it's not a very tall one. And you just try and do like a few feet, mm-hmm. you know, instead mm-hmm. of trying to do 15 feet up in the air mm-hmm. or 25 feet up in the air, you're just, you know, you're going up a couple inches, you mm-hmm. know, or a couple feet. Um, but that's what's what's spurned this conversation with us about wanting to talk about not just habits, but spiritual growth, um, maturity, just all kinds of hard things yeah. in life that you have to be able to start somewhere and mm. experience that progression and balance of of growing. And yeah, so when we were talking about scaling, we were looking at life and saying there that's that's still required. Well, and what happens is if and we do this all in our, in our own hearts. We we look at something or we look where someone where someone's at and we we say, "Oh, well, I could never do that, therefore I'm not going to try." Mm-hmm. Like I can never do a legless rope climb, so I'm not going to try. I can never, you know, run a marathon, so I'm not going to try. And that's like no one just goes and runs a marathon. Mm-hmm. But we don't see the work that they put into practicing and trying yeah. and f- even failing at times and feeling defeated. And where they started where they started. Yeah. Um, actually, actually today our, our coach, uh, at the gym was just mentioning how when he first started, it took him like two years to do double unders, which is jump rope, you mm-hmm. know, where you spin it really fast. <laughs> I, I could barely do them. Um, but when I look at him, I'm like, Whoa, it took you that long. That's a, that's how my progression is going. It's been, t- I can't do them yet. I've been going for about two years and I'm, I've almost got them. Mm-hmm. But when you hear that, you're like, Oh, well, okay. That's normal. I guess I didn't realize that everyone starts in the same place. Yeah. Like everyone starts somewhere. We all start as babies, you know, yeah. and then we get stronger and we grow like, um, and so that's kind of what we want to discuss today. We're discussing it in our own lives. What are things that we can start today that we're going to get stronger in and stronger in and better in later? You know, is it health? Um, you know, spiritually, you know, being in the word, leading our children, prayer, leading our children. And they, and how the incremental growth comes from the beginning of starting somewhere and moving forward and yeah, getting taking better those at steps. It. When we were kind of walking through the notes for today's episode, you mentioned, you know, everybody wants to be at the thousand mile mark without ever having to start with the first step. Yeah. What's that quote? Uh, a, a journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step, <laughs> you know? Um, but, but yeah, everybody wants the reward and everybody wants to experience the high of, maturity or spiritual blessings that come with it and the the, blessings mm -hmm. of leading your children and all these things, whatever the the things may be. Um, but there's a lot of work that's required of it. And sometimes we look at that workload and we say, I can't do that. You know, we don't believe Mm. that we're capable, but we want to remind people that it's a matter of growing incrementally. It's making those daily choices, Mm -hmm. those, those, um, individual steps toward Mm -hmm. those things. Yeah, being faithful. Being faithful with them. In the in the very little things on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, you you said not 
you said something a second ago about not realizing or not thinking we can, can handle stuff or mm-hmm. what we can, what we're capable of. Uh, I think the number one thing I've learned from my, my fitness journey, and we're not going to keep talking about fitness, by the way, <laughs> I'm just, this has been our, our template for why we were talking about this because yeah. of what we've been seeing in me is that I, I'm surprised at what I am capable of. Yeah. And every single time I go to the gym, I'm like, I can't believe I was able to do that. And I'm not tooting my own horn. It's just the the nature of not telling myself I can't and not giving my giving up on myself and not not giving in to the when it's difficult and realizing what I'm I'm capable of. There's uh, the, I was just thinking about this. What was the movie um where the guys escape from the prison and they go across the the Sahara Desert or whatever? And like, it's just like thousands and thousands of miles and they just survive. No one would think they could have gotten across the desert, but they did. Um, but that's how it is in life. You know, we, we don't think we can accomplish things or, or, or make things happen in our lives or learn something in the Bible that we, you know, we see other people know or understand. And we're like, oh, we're not capable of that. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. You know, I can't go speak on stage. I can't go witness to someone. I can't you know, spiritually lead my family. These are, these are legitimate things that people see other people do, mm-hmm. but then inside of like, Oh, I don't have it in me to do that. Yeah. And I don't feel like people are walking around saying, I can't do that. I can't do that. I think that it's kind of just something that we accept without even giving it a second thought sometimes. Well, I know in my life, uh, that's happened a lot. Mm-hmm. There's things I've just said I couldn't do, but wh- why? Who's told me I couldn't do it? Yeah. You know, there doesn't mean I do everything, but, um, we're, 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 we want to talk about the the spiritual things in our lives that we could be implementing, walking in, that we could be building on, uh, becoming faithful in the little things. Because when we are faithful in these little things, over time, they compile into bigger things. You know, I think spiritually, um, when I think about being faithful in the little, being faithful in the big... And I think that scripture where Jesus says, if you deny me before man, I will deny you before my mm, father in heaven. Yeah. And I think, you know, we don't as Christians just say, oh, one day if I'm persecuted and, and put in this situation where people are going to threaten my life, I'm just going to stand for God. And then in a very simple situation where someone asks me about my faith and I ignore the question or I avoid the answer. Mm. Like, can I, can I say that if I can't be faithful in that very little safe non-life-threatening situation. How would you ever do it? Yeah, how really could I bigger, yeah. possibly imagine that when my life's on the line or someone else's life on the line, mm-hmm. I'm going to stand for my faith. And I think that's what I'm t- we're getting at today is practicing walking in these little things. Yeah, and I think that what's what I see beneficial about being faithful in the little stuff is um, in your relationship with God, in our relationship with God, we're actually building trust with Him. Um, he's able to trust us. With more. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to read a couple of scriptures here. In, uh, in Luke chapter 16, Jesus is giving a, a parable. It's about a dishonest manager and how he was taking advantage of his master's finances and bills and things that he was in charge of. And uh, at the end of it, Jesus says, he says this. It's in uh, uh, Luke 16 verse 10. One who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much. And one who is dishonest in very little is also dishonest in much. If then you have not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth, who will entrust to you the true riches? 
And if you have not been faithful in that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God in money. So the direct context of this, of course, is finances, is money, is the things that we have. And it says unrighteous wealth. And what it's talking about is earthly gain, earthly money, earthly finances, earthly wealth. Because he says, if you can't be faithful on earth with the money that you have that's, that's not heavenly, not eternal, how can you be entrusted with true riches, which are heavenly things, which are um, eternal things? And so the question out of this parable, um, even though this is specifically talking about money, is what earthly things do we have that we're being faithful, faithful with now? You know, I remember thinking when we first started our ministries, you know, we launched our, our social media pages and, and we were thinking like, man, that'd be so awesome. What if we can get to a million followers? Oh, and it, yeah. was like, <laughs> it was like our first year and we had just started this thing. We didn't know what we were doing. I mean, we, we were just trying to, we knew we, our hearts were to encourage people mm-hmm. and to utilize the tool of social media, but it was so new back then too. It was all just, it was all new to us. Yeah, and we hadn't even had it long enough to be even be called faithful with it. Yeah. You know? And what we would have totally mismanaged a platform like that if it grew that fast without us have first being faithful with the little thing that we had. So yeah, even though we wanted, you know, a large a large following and, you know, people that were part of our audience that we could speak into their lives and encourage, um, I wouldn't say that we were ready for that especially when we first started. No, of course not. That would be ridiculous. Yeah. You know, the, um, in, in Timothy, we learn about, you know, eldership and deaconship and that position. And it says they must not be a new convert, mm-hmm. you know? And the point is, is that they're not ready. Yeah. They haven't been proven yet. Yeah. And so there's lots of things in our life that we should be proven in and we should walk in consistently to show that we're faithful in those areas. So I just want to read one more scripture. Um, about this same subject. It's in Matthew 25, verse 23. And it's in the same kind of parable. It's a parable of the talents. You know, the master goes away, leaves three of his servants with a certain amount of talents, and he expects a return from them. And then he says this to one of them. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. You know, that's what I want God to say to me. Yeah, me too. That God's given me certain things he's given me my marriage my children my job our relationships our home our money our car uh, all of these things and there's a, there's much more right and i want him to say that i was faithful with the things that he's given me that i was faithful in investing them for the kingdom you know i want to ask us not just me and you jennifer but our listeners what areas of our life whatever areas of the things god's given us are we being um, faithful in and what areas can we be more faithful in whether we think they're big things or small things uh, we just have to recognize that the things that we currently have the 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 life that he's given us he wants us to be faithful with so we're talking about you know being faithful to the things that God's given us mm-hmm. but I think on top of that you know it's really good we need to be good stewards we need to be faithful to the things God's given us but what about our our spirit you know, what are some things that we could be faithful in in the little ways uh, on the spiritual side of things in our life? Well, I definitely like everyone would agree with me that um, reading his word and, and prayer are, you know, probably the top two things right off the bat that we could 
look at our lives and evaluate whether we're doing that or not. Do we yeah. have a good, healthy habit, a daily routine of that? Yeah, being regular in the word and uh, growing in that area. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think some things that stop people from doing that is um, feeling like they don't know how to pray, mm-hmm. um, feeling like they don't understand God's word. And I think I would just encourage them that even if you don't understand it, just keep reading it. Eventually, God will help your heart to understand it. Or maybe you'll have questions and then you can go seek out answers to those questions. Um, but it's a process. And I think that if we could just start with the simple, you know, just mm-hmm. just be active in reading, be active in sharing your heart with God. I think those mm-hmm. are simple habits to start. Yeah, we're never going to get better knowing the word of God without reading it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, we we and it is daunting. It's like, well, where do I start? And there's so much stuff in it. What's prophecy? What? How do I understand it? Mm-hmm. And there, there's the, just so much in the Bible. It's so rich, mm-hmm. right? But what we're getting at with all of this is, is we just start. You you aren't going to get to the finish line without starting the race. Mm-hmm. You know that. And so this is kind of like our you know our call to action for the community for those listening is. If there's areas in your life that you know that you haven't been faithful in a little, like you haven't been in the word of God regularly, haven't been praying, that today you start. Yeah. And it's not necessarily a chore either. Like I just want to encourage those listening that sometimes we can see the mountain ahead of us and just, you know, like I said, be daunted by it and think Mm. that's too hard or not enjoyable or see it as a chore to get to the top. But um, if you think of a mountain and, you know, having a, a trail leading up to the top, you're going to have, you're going to go through, um, you know, probably tall trees or meadows or flowers or rocks and things to look at. And I think that it can be an enjoyable thing to pursue. It, ha- it is a, it is an enjoyable thing to pursue, um, but we have to have the right perspective in mm. order to see it that way. And it, it may not feel enjoyable at first because we're stretching muscles we've never used before. We're, we're practicing something we've, we haven't practiced before. So it is, it is hard. Mm-hmm. It could be painful of like, oh, you know, going to bed later because you, so you can get in the word, waking up earlier. That Those aren't easy things in the beginning, but what happens is you build a craving for it and you start seeing the fruit from it. And you enjoy that. And that's what you start enjoying. You're like, man, I, I enjoy the spiritual growth I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the perspective I'm gaining. I'm enjoying seeing my life changed and transformed by these new habits I'm forming, by these new, by, by the word of God, by prayer, by fellowship, you know, the things that the, that the Bible's called us to walking in those things aren't always easy right in the beginning. Um, but there's a quote that just says, you know, nothing worth doing is ever easy, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and these little things are worth doing. And, uh, we have a little note here. It just says incremental growth. The point is, are we growing or are we stalled? Are we just staying in one place? Are we stagnant? Uh, The Bible uses that uh, term lukewarm. You know, we're neither hot nor cold. We're not going backwards or forwards. We're just, you know, remaining. And we don't want to, you know, a marriage after God doesn't just remain. Yeah, we want to inspire you guys to take those steps forward. Yeah, we we chase. We we boldly chase Mm -hmm. after God's will for our lives. And there's only one way to know God's will. It's to dig into his word. And it's to dig into prayer and it's to uh, participate in the communion of the fellowship of being around believers and, and walking with one another and accountability and iron ship, iron sharpening iron. And, but it starts somewhere. Yeah. 
And practically, you know, speaking, how do you how do you start building these habits or these routines, these things that we know we should be doing when we're not doing them? How do we how do we start? Yeah, and it's not going straight to the end and being like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna read three chapters a night. I'm gonna read through the whole <laughs> Bible in a in a month, and I'm gonna you know you. It starts with I'm going to set a time every day yeah. that I'm gonna open the Bible. You know, when uh, we first got married, I remember your mom mentioned to me, um, she was just giving me tips and tricks on how to like manage a home and all of that. And um, without saying that it was coupling, she was actually teaching me the art of coupling. Um, she would say things like, you know, I, I read my Bible every morning with a cup of coffee. So she goes and pours herself a cup of coffee, sits at the kitchen table, and she leaves her Bible on the kitchen table. So she knows that those two things go together. And it's a way of building in that habit each and every day, building a, a routine right. each and every day. And I never really um, put into practice the skill of coupling. Um, actually, I forgot about it until a friend of ours brought it up to us a couple of years ago and kind of inspired you in the art of coupling. And do you want to talk about that a yeah, little bit? So this is just a, a tip for anyone who wants to implement new habits and routines in their life, in these, especially in these spiritual areas of like reading the word of God or praying or, you know, you know, going, going and being with other believers, like we can, we can couple, which is taking something you already do on a regular basis, taking a habit you already have and adding the new habit or routine to it. So a good example would be like, you know, if you take a shower every morning, having an, a note on the mirror in the bathroom to remind you to pray or putting your prayer notes on the mirror or somehow in the bath, in the shower when you're in there. So what you're doing is you're coupling your daily routine of showering with a daily routine of prayer. Yeah. So currently right now, um, by the way, I just have to note if they hear um, baby noises, coos and burps, it's uh, the baby's on my lap. Um, <laughs> but right now we're um, Real life. trying we're coupling to- <laughs> podcasting with parenting. <laughs> um, we are trying to find cues within our, our rhythm of, um, you know, just managing the kids. And so after Bible time, I help Elliot with piano. And so for me, a signal of ending Bible time means piano time helps me remember right. that we have to do piano every day. Which we've been talking about piano. It, we we love that our son's learning piano, but it's been hard to have a routine of daily practice. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, okay, what can we couple it with? What can we, what could be our, our cue during the day for you to just go straight to piano practice? Yeah. yeah. And so we're making it right after Bible time. Mm-hmm. He'll do piano practice. Yep. Uh, Bible time is a good example of something that we've been working on in our in our home, of forming new habits and better routines and something that's going to spiritually benefit our home and family and children. Which we've seen. Yeah, and it. This actually was a hard thing. I remember thinking, like, man, I want to be leading my family spiritually. I want to be a spiritual leader. I want to. I want to implement things that are going to benefit my children and myself. And I remember thinking how hard that was. I was like, I don't even know what to do. Where do I start? What do I, you know, what am I supposed to do? And I just told myself one day, I was like, I'm just going to start. <laughs> so I was like, okay, kids, come sit down on the couch. We're doing Bible time. And they're like, uh, what, what is Bible time? <laughs> and I didn't start off. I think we talked about it before. It started off at like a verse. Yeah, like we just sure. did one verse and I would talk about it for a minute. I, I, I didn't have like a set Bible study. I was just like, okay, what do you think that verse meant? What, what was your favorite word out of the verse? Uh, you know, what does it mean when he says, you know, this? Mm-hmm. Now the whole family looks forward to it. Yeah, and it's and it's not just a verse anymore. Yeah. We read up to two chapters and it'll probably get more and more eventually. Uh and that's just an example of starting somewhere. 
And since we started, it's been, we did it, we started in January, I think, or February. And it's pretty much been a whole year now. And we do it, I feel like we do it four to five times a week on average. You know, there's some days that we miss. Um, I have coffees on Wednesday mornings. So I don't think I do it then. I think you've been doing it. So that's a, a routine we have in our home mm-hmm. that our children are, are are hearing the word of God. They're learning the word of God. I'm getting better at, at leading and having this routine. And what's awesome is when you take these small steps of faithfulness. So me just sitting down for a few minutes a day, reading the Bible with the kids turns into other things. It makes it easier to now have a routine for piano practice, to have a routine for breakfast and a routine for what comes next in the day and uh, a routine for prayer in the car. We've been practicing just we're driving and like, hey, what, what, who can we be praying for right now, kids? Yeah. It, it makes those, those muscles, those spiritual muscles easier to use, stronger. I just keep thinking like how much stronger our kids are going to be. Yeah, because we're, we're practicing habits and spiritual skills now they're going to benefit from them. And that's the whole point is we want them to benefit from yeah. them and we're benefit benefiting from them. Mm-hmm. Um, I find myself wanting to read more, which I I've always told myself I'm not a reader. And then the other day I was like, I'm just going to read books. I, so I have like three open books right now in my, my <laughs> nightstand. I haven't read through all of them yet, but I, I'm reading through all of them currently. And I have this audio book I'm listening to. So I'm just, trying to walk in new things. I just don't want to be the same person all the time. I want to be moving forward. I want to be growing um, in life. And, and babe, I know you that you feel the same way. It's things that we've been seeing and know that God wants from us is just maturity and growth. So what, what areas in our life are you seeing that we may need to break, like habits that we need to break or replace with other habits? Well, I know for myself, um, we were just talking about this the other day, but when I feel overwhelmed or even if I feel like I just accomplished something really hard, I treat myself and it's like, that's my cue for a bad habit. And, um, or like I said, when I feel overwhelmed, like you've earned it, like, yeah. oh, I've, you know, I've earned to go yeah. you know, splurge. Yeah. Or if yeah. I feel overwhelmed and I just want to feel better, those are just some simple cues that give me a very, um, bad habit of, you know, filling that with sugar or whatever the, the treat is. Yeah. Fill in um, the blank. Fill in the blank. So I think that's one thing that I'm looking forward to, to breaking. So replacing that, that supposed reward you want to give yourself with something more healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Another one would be going to bed late because I want to build a habit of getting up early and getting in the word before I get, um, going with the kids. Um, but I know in order to do that, I need to go to bed earlier. Yeah. And these are, again, these are little things. So just trying to be on the same page and say, Hey, can we, you know, what will it take to get to bed 30 minutes earlier tonight. Yeah. You know, and so, and so setting for ourselves some goals, maybe little goals like, Hey, if we're going to be praying with each other at night, let's make sure that we have the kids in bed on time. Let's make sure that we're efficient and let's crawl in the bed and let's spend time in prayer together. Yeah. And I do feel like we are getting stronger and better, um, more obedient, more faithful in these small things. Um, And sometimes it can feel defeating, you know, when we think about, well, we've already come so far or we've already stretched that Mm -hmm. muscle so much. Um, We've already changed. Do I need to do more? Yeah, we've already changed so much. And then it hurts when God or you or someone reveals that there's more to go Mm. or even just like there's another step to take. Um, It can feel really defeating, but um, that's what faithfulness is all about is just being willing to take that that next step forward. Yeah, and I want to encourage those listening 
you know, we, we've mentioned quite a few things in our, our life that God might be wanting to change in us and grow in us and give us more diligence in and more faithfulness in because he's just building and building on us. And again, like we said in the beginning, they could be listening to all this and be like, well, that's so much. Like, I, where am I supposed to start with all that? And my encouragement is just start. God's probably revealing right now to you one area that he would love to see you grow in and change in. You know, is it just spending some time while you're driving to work, mm-hmm. praying instead of listening to the radio? Mm-hmm. And and not thinking like, oh, I have these 50 things I need to do today because you will fail. <laughs> you know, we, we've experienced that in our lives. We we have this grandeur idea of like, oh, I want to be this person. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to implement these 12 things and <laughs> I'm going to be that person tomorrow. And, and then it's like, oh, that's too hard. I can't do it. Yeah. But what we found is, it's real easy to do something small. But then when you do a thousand small things, right, mm-hmm. it becomes a very big thing. You know, I wouldn't have imagined that we would have written 12 books eight years ago. We didn't write them all on the same day or the same month. <laughs> that would have been really hard. Oh, <laughs> you know. I'm glad God didn't ask us to. <laughs> oh, thank God, yeah. He knows us better than we know ourselves. But now looking back, it's like, oh. Mm-hmm we did one book and then we did a second book. You know, we had a thousand followers and then 10,000 followers. And then uh, again, not just to talk about us. I'm just, the point is we started somewhere. Yeah. And unless we start, we're not going to ever get anywhere. And I think a marriage after God is willing to start and they're willing to embrace hard things Mm -hmm. and they're willing to persevere and they're willing to look at the future with vision mm-hmm. and understanding and hope that they will, they will mature and they will grow and they will exercise those muscles um, for the purposes of, of what God has for them to glorify his name. Yeah. I was going to ask like, why does all this matter? Yeah. Like why do him. we even, it's for him. He's got something for us to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think that scripture that tells us that God's prepared beforehand before we were even formed in the womb. He had good works for us to accomplish in this world for him. So all these things, they're not so that we can feel more holy or look what we've done. The only goal, the only drive, the only passion that should be pushing any of these decisions forward and and giving us motivation to do these things and grow in these areas is to see what he's doing in our life and to see what he's... True degrees. (laughs) Yeah, true degrees. So I hope this encourages those that are listening to ask God what areas they can build new habits in and to be revealed areas they can just start today. I'm willing to bet they already know what that next step is. Yeah, they're thinking right now like, oh, I've been wanting to do this. Okay, you just need yeah, to do it. and you just need to do it. So I said last night, Jennifer, you were, you, were, you were mentioning how you wanted to start something and I was like, well, start. <laughs> start today. I didn't say it harshly, but I was no. just like, I was like, the reality is, is like, it's not going to start for you. Yeah. Like, start it. And sometimes I feel like we always want to say like, well, we'll start Monday, you know, yeah. and that never works because then Monday comes and then Tuesday comes yeah. and Wednesday comes and you forgot that you were supposed to start Monday. So then you have to start Monday again. Yeah. And um, that's one of the, that's one of the <laughs> tactics our flesh uses to keep us from moving forward, to keep us from, from growing up yeah. is as long as it's tomorrow, it's not today. <laughs> yeah. So let's just make it today. Yeah. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day that we make those changes. Today is the day we say yes to God. Today is the day. We believe what the scriptures say about the power that's in us, the resurrection power of Jesus Christ, yeah. and that we walk in it. 
We walk in the spirit, not the flesh. So I just hope everyone that's listening is encouraged. I mean, it's something that Jennifer and I are walking through and growing in and learning how to, to be. <laughs> so, so, uh, a new thing that we're going to, we've been doing is ending in prayer. And so Jennifer's got a prayer for you all today. So would you please join us in, uh, in prayer? Dear Lord, we pray that we would be men and women who submit our lives to you, examine our lives and show us the areas that need transformation and change. We pray we wouldn't complain or grumble when you reveal to us bad habits that we need to break or what the next step of growth is that we need to take. Help us not to be prideful or resistant when you use our spouse to speak a word of truth about the habits in our lives. May we receive what they have to share with a humble heart knowing that what they share is motivated by love. We pray we would walk in righteousness. Holy Spirit, help us to break the stronghold of habits that need to go, rhythms and routines that have become natural to us but don't benefit us or our families. When you convict our hearts toward change, may we boldly choose to walk out what you desire for us. May we be faithful in the little things each and every day, knowing that our faithfulness is building trust in our relationship with you. Please help us to prepare our hearts and our bodies for the work that you have for us. May we take time to encourage our spouse in building better habits and keep each other accountable to the changes we aim to make. Lord, help us to be faithful in the small things so that we are prepared for the bigger things. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So thanks for joining us for today's episode. We pray that you uh, would hear the heart of the Lord today and that you would seek out what he has for you and how he wants you to grow. And we look forward to having you next week. Did you enjoy today's show? Find many more encouraging stories and resources at marriageaftergod.com and let us help you cultivate an extraordinary marriage. Do you desire to pray more for your spouse? Do you desire to pray more with your spouse? We understand that you may not know where to start, or maybe you feel uncomfortable praying, or maybe you don't know what to pray, or maybe you simply want to add something more to your current prayer life. This is why we wrote The Marriage Gift, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. We desire that it would be used as a daily reminder and catalyst for you and your spouse to grow a dynamic and consistent prayer life together. This book is a compilation of 365 unique and powerful prayers that cover a range of diverse topics that every marriage deals with. You can read it alone, or ideally, you read it with your spouse. Also, we hope that the topics that are brought up in these prayers would become a starting point for deeper and more intimate conversations with your spouse and a desire to seek God on these matters together. Visit themarriagegift.com today and order your copy and give your marriage the greatest gift, powerful and meaningful prayer. Visit themarriagegift.com today.